Hello guys, welcome to another episode of Sport Plus Life. Uh, got a couple of uh, giggling women next to me at the moment. <laughs> Feels like being at home actually. Um, but so, uh, first of all, apologies for not having a podcast for a while. I went on holiday to Tenerife and then um, been trying to organise a few, got distracted. One of them uh, was this one though, which is uh, with Lottie and Alex from the Cheltenham Wellbeing Festival. Guys, is that, right. is that correct? Yeah. Right. Um, I'm sat in between you in the Hotel Devan in Cheltenham around the corner from where I live. Uh, great to catch up. Hopefully I'm going to host a few events for you. This is Sport Plus Life and always connecting Sport mm-hmm. Plus Life, but health's part of that and well-being. Um, Lottie, I'll st- start with you because I guess you're the, what, the fitness the the guru, the health behind guru behind the it. The jumping person. Um, yeah, so basically what we're doing from the 9th to the 15th of September, we're running a festival called the Cheltenham Wellbeing Festival, which is the town-wide takeover in Cheltenham. And it's trying to be- bring as many of the most amazing facilities, venues, fitness places together and to celebrate what we've got going on here and also to bring some amazing talent down from London. So there's kind of four main strands to the festivals. Mm. Obviously, as the fitness lady, I love the active pass strand <laughs> that's my thing so we've got over 20 gyms studios and fitness venues and they're going to be opening up their classes over the week so people get to try something a bit different yeah so for example we i mean this is crazy <laughs> we've got trapezing. trapezing so if you want to go outside <laughs> in pitbull park and hang off a trapeze yeah. you can and i did that last <laughs> saturday and Oh my gosh, it was so terrifying, but exhilarating. And that's what this is about. It's about the opportunity to try something different that you may never have done before, or you may have been put off because you think, oh, this is part of the game. You say serious upper body strength to do trapeze stuff though, right? They, they do these like weird shoulder exercises. Okay. You also need to just somehow jump into nothingness and that's just fine okay, and yeah. to me that was just not fine but they were <laughs> it's so like a trust n- exercise it's a massive but it was so nice I ended up going up another three times and I literally I did not think I would do that yeah, but yeah. my hands were sweating so much <laughs> and when he said do a back somersault I was like no that's, that's it's funny that it's almost like mindfulness isn't it and the kind of thing where you just sink yourself into totally. it kind of like, it's interesting how you sort of exercise for a lot of people is well, like that you just absorb yourself it is it. and that's the whole thing it's fitness this festival well-being it's not just fitness and it's not just nutrition it's like you said it's about bringing mindfulness it's i mean even things as as diverse as finances so we're talking mm. about people's financial health we're talking about body positivity yeah, it's come to the money one that'd be good you really do <laughs> yeah. like, don't we all i know yeah i mean there's an amazing lady who talks about the fact that you're you're not poor you're pre-rich yeah. now i'm very pre-rich then oh, okay. i don't know yeah, about you yeah, yeah yeah where's this where's this they say if you're, if, you're, if you're working and you're salaried that you're kind of kind of surviving you need to invest and exactly all that kind of stuff and, and it's yeah. just these tips that we i think at the moment i'm gonna throw it out there that schools don't do enough for taking us through life when we finish that work experience and when we need to know how to control our everyday lives from things like anxiety to depression all of these things need to be discussed in a much more open forum, mm. so that's what it's about. So I'm digressing a little bit. There's the active pass, then we've also got the treatment pass. Mm-hmm. The treatment pass is where we've got so many amazing businesses that offer things like massage, hairdressers, um, all the kind of wellness, holistic side. So for £10, people get to purchase a treatment pass, which gives them 15% off a whole range of these businesses off their first initial appointment. Oh, brilliant. Um, and I was talking to someone really cool yesterday, and one of the people who will be involved in this uh, is about chronomics. So ever wondered... What's that? <laughs> exactly. Ever wondered what your chronological age is? No, but what no. you mean in terms of how you've actually aged since you In terms born? of how your body is actually aging. That's a good question. And I you just yeah, spit in good, a tube. Yeah. yeah, really. And it takes eight weeks and then this spit <laughs> in the tube. It's amazing though because in eight weeks' time, 
This guy was like, I can tell you how many cigarettes you smoked in your entire life. Really? Now, I don't smoke. Yeah. So I was like, well, that would be interesting. Yeah. He said, no, you will have smoked a cigarette through passive smoking. Yeah, yeah. So you can learn so much about your environment. Um, so did you do the test? Did I spit in a tube? Yeah. No, I'm hoping no. to, though. Yeah, that'd be interesting. So you come back and say, um, oh, you're actually 76 or something. Well, what they said but... we can do is before the festival, um, if people want to do it in advance, they can spit in their tube. And then when they come to our festival, they can have it analysed and find out exactly what it is. That's really so cool. So I'm, I'm going to get involved with that. Uh, Alex, so you're the, um, I guess, the logistical hub of, of everything, the organisational <laughs> side of it. Uh, how did you meet Lottie? And what was the, the joint motivation for it? Is it just the sort of stats on obesity and Absolutely depression lovely. and everything There's else? so much to it. So Lottie, I trained with Lottie for a while um, and she's probably one of the most energetic bubbly people I've ever met in my life what was she um, training you in Hayla, <laughs> she was doing a fluid class actually but it was um, fluid is a reformer pilates okay. beautiful studio in Cheltenham one of our partners um, and it was actually a hit version of fluid um, reformer Oof. and it was pretty intense yeah because pilates you think of as being quite relaxing generally. yeah nothing with Lottie is relaxing <laughs> okay. um, she's a little whirlwind and uh, it was basically against the soundtrack of the showman show which I very much needed at the time <laughs> on a Sunday at 4 yeah. o'clock and it, I just came out of there bouncing and I thought this girl's got something about her yeah. um, and then one of our other founders um, Sarah Jane Griffiths um, is also a life coach um, and yoga teacher and between the two of them, they've been running pop-ups around Cheltenham um, to just test the market, bring kind of mindfulness and fitness together in different locations. Um, and I was working on some events um, over the previous couple of years in wellbeing, and it just struck us that, you know, the Cotswolds is the hub of wellbeing, mm. and it should be a place that people, you know, after the rat race, you do come and live here for, for yeah. a quieter life, for a more balanced life. But actually, everyone's just as stressed as anywhere else in the country. And yeah. the difficulty with quite a lot of well-being events is that they are just focused on nutrition and food. And the one thing we really wanted to do was actually show people not just how you have a one weekend event where we do lots of wonderful things, but how you can then integrate that into life afterwards. Yeah. So you come to this event, you learn lots of things, but then you get a bit lost. Yeah. So yeah. we wanted to say, no, these are the we wanted to shine a light on all the businesses around here who are doing this every day, all the resources that are available and show people what they can actually get involved in and yeah. actually learn all sorts of things at every stage of life. It's interesting that with Cheltenham, isn't it? Because it's got the festival reputation as well. Yeah. Obviously, the horse racing one, which maybe isn't associated with too much wellness, <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you include drinking alcohol at nine in the morning as, <laughs> as part of that and, and running around. But it's fun, I suppose, which is part of, of wellness. And then you've got the literature, jazz festival, yeah. science festival. So it's becoming a, a real hub. And it's that connection with, particularly, I think a lot of us worked in London in our 20s and then mm. we come out and have a family to the Cotswolds. It has got that, that thing about it. I suppose in that, that stage of life, you start to think about the wellness, don't you? You absolutely do. And I I think everybody needs a bit more balance in life we we think that we need to be working at a million miles an hour and you know this kind of culture that we have of comparison is is causing a lot of stress mm. and I think people at a certain stage just say actually I need to focus on my family at a certain time so you do tend to gravitate to places like this but it's not to say that we don't still all work in the cities <laughs> and have to go back we just balance our stress a bit differently yeah um but it, the Cotswolds is such a nice place to live and it's actually about saying you don't have to go to the cities to find out all this incredible information you know businesses around here particularly we're working with have a real focus on workplace well-being and we want to be able to show them the kind of the big city ideas and sure. bring it into a kind of local area so that people know exactly what resources are out there to help them create these workplaces that actually are really healthy and look after their staff. 
It's, it's, it's weird with Lottie what's happened, isn't it? Because I did sport and exercise science, and actually through you, I'm doing a future fit personal training course you at the did moment. It. Just to, yeah, well so the nutrition element of it actually, which is quite really quite topical. But it's interesting because they're even in the nutrition thing, they're quite confused now. They're saying, well, there's evidence now that maybe mm. fats aren't as bad as we thought, but the government advice hasn't uh, hasn't caught up. But we are sort of reacting, mm. I suppose, in our generation to a whole sea change of, of mm. lifestyle around food in particular more sedentary lifestyles because of cars and transport and things like that. And it seems, because our grandparents didn't have to worry about any of this stuff because it seemed Mm. like, you know, my granddad cycled to work in London, he did this Mm. and that, they had organic food. From birth, yeah. it was like that was what I it mean, was. That wasn't a novelty. Yeah, that was just yeah, and it was, that was yeah, and you ate food that was seasonal and all the yeah. stuff that we talk about now that's fancy, and it almost seems like we're adjusting to just the mad seventies and eighties, isn't yeah. it? Totally agree. Yeah. No, this and this festival are very much about exploring those ideas and presenting them to people and showing them how it used to be done, but also the science of moving forward. So we've got in the evenings the main stage talks. So we have got Dr. Dawn Harper, who's going to tell us how to live well oh, to one hundred and one. Yeah. So I mean. Our grandparents are yeah. at 101, hopefully, yeah. fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, but it's about how do we do that? How do we get back to that state of balance? Um, we've also got a guy called Dr. Jeremy Howick, who is incredible. So he's going to be talking about the power of breath and mm. how important that is. Just to, like you said, things that we so don't understand anymore that we used to take for granted, just breathing. Yeah. Just slowing it down and taking a big breath and how that can help heal ourselves. Um, from within we've also got a big thing on sustainability because obviously our world is changing so mm-hmm. we've got um, an activist we've got Natalie Fee we've got uh, a Green Party candidate coming having a talk we've got the Soil Association and then we've got uh, Cotswold Optimal Health so the theory is there that by protecting the earth what you feel more grounded and you feel healthier and your well-being you know, higher I think it's just about having a conscience I yeah. think it's about thinking you know if we do things right then we've got this world to continue for our children for our next generations mm. Because we've got a lot of things for mums and, and babies and young children and young adults as well. We really want to nourish our future. Um, for me personally, I've got a little two-year-old girl. And mm. for me, it's really important that well-being is absolutely at the epicentre of what we're doing now. So that going forward, what we're struggling with our lives hopefully won't be there for her when she grows up. Um, so we've got things like uh, Mother Morning um, I'm Laura Jane Williams, who's written a book, Ice Cream for Breakfast, and it's all about, I mean, who doesn't <laughs> that's what like my ice cream for breakfast? That's what my, the joke, but that's what my um, wife's mum used to do in the 80s. That was all the rage, an ice cream diet. Ah, are just, you serious? Just have ice cream. And it, because obviously... I think ca- that may ca- be my diet. Cal- calorifically, you'd be in a net deficit, but you'd be get this treat of just eating ice cream oh, all the time. But obviously, you'd like, there's no micronutrients or anything no. in it, so you'd be struggling the overall. The way the weather is right now, I could, I could totally yeah. subscribe to that diet. It's yeah. so hot. I mean, finally, I feel hot like and gloomy, coming. Yeah. yeah. But no, it's about the fact that it doesn't matter what you do, what order, you just do what you do in this world to make your life better and to have that little moment for yourselves. Um, So we've also got some really interesting seminars um, and some workshops. What you were saying before about this busyness, we've got Mm. something called the Unplugged event in The Botanist, which is about... I mean, ironically, as you're holding a phone to my yeah, face no, right yeah. now, well, this is, but this is, I feel a bit awkward. But this, is the, this. But this is the duality of the world, isn't it? Is that we yeah. have this great technology that is really advantageous in certain ways of connecting us, like particularly since I've moved back to Cheltenham, this area. Um, my wife was from this area and you kind of connect with people I've connected with people at Cheltenham Town Football Club mm. with you guys through uh, Nicole because that came through Cheltenham Town Football Club at, oh, and then the Mount Mason Hotel and Nicole who works there connected mm. us about this conference and so that's you know it's amazing the, the sort of advantages of it but it but does fry your brain if you're not careful and you stay constantly connected to well, it well what we were 
what we were doing when we came in here desperately looking for Wi-Fi is exactly what this event isn't. Mm-hmm. So the one in the botanist, they don't have any Wi-Fi there. Which, oh, okay, so yeah. we're really harnessing that and we're saying, right, this is about Unplugged. This is about what was life like before phones yeah. and why was that so great? We've got someone um, from Pen and Fold who's going to teach us the art of paper crafting. We've got uh, live hooping. So you know when you do all those like hooping, yeah. you see those crazy arm exercises, how it becomes hypnotic. So it's paper crafting like origami. Is that the same I, mean, I don't know. No, you don't know yet. No. No. You have to ask. Yeah, I'll well, have to find out. Yeah, yeah. I have to go. That's Isn't sure. origami Japanese where you make the little shapes? And shapes? Yeah. I think this is more like cutting. Cutting. Oh, okay. I am not a craft person. No, yet. no, no, I'm not. I'm not yet. But I think Talk maybe you need to maybe exercise. maybe you need to do these things to I, push I really yourself do. out. But I wonder about that. Sometimes. I feel like this event is actually designed for people like me who yeah. just never stop. Like yeah. there's a yoga nidra there. Yeah. So you lie there and you Well, sleep. a lot of people, I find it, you know, five-a-side football is still the most, med- I've tried meditation and stuff, but I still find five-a-side football mm. because you're embroiled in it and there's no time to think. And it's, it's my favourite, yeah, it's yeah. my easiest thing to switch off. And I think Absolutely. some people prefer movement to relax, but maybe there's still that kind of, if you're like that, you need to sometimes counteract it. and, and but, but get used to being quiet sometimes and, exactly. and peaceful. Well, we've also got things like, um, we've got a completely, so going completely off topic and going on to something different here. I know this doesn't appeal to you because obviously you're not a 40 year old woman, but we <laughs> well, have got a really, well, you never know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it could this, all change. This, this is fluid, 2019, yeah. yes, gender fluid. Exactly, yeah. But we've got an incredible event called The Invisible Woman. So as well as talking about our next generation, talking about the fact we've got to unplug, talking about fitness, talking about mm. nutrition. I mean, can you see how big this festival is? Yeah, it's a, a lot. joke, right? To color, it's yeah. massive. Which, it sounds complex, but then it's almost like you reduce it down. Um, I don't know, bring it, Alex back in about whether it's, it's simple as well, isn't it? Actually, you kind of think move around a bit, eat good food and, and just Which not, is why we not did stay a week. plugged in. That's why we did a week-long festival instead of a day because you can't really scratch the surface of what well-being is in one day. Yeah. There's so many different assets from, you look at mental health, well-being, body image, self-identity, the physical side, movement. You know, fitness doesn't always have to be about running around and doing everything at max capacity. Yeah. It's about, like you said, you know, the old idea of just walking to work and actually getting on your bike and the simple things that you've forgotten yeah. about. So Eating yeah, a bit of green stuff. And- exactly. And the, our idea, the whole kind of ethos and theme, particularly around this year's event, is community. And it's actually about what does that mean now? You know, yeah. we do spend 91% of our time indoors, apparently. Um, wow. And, uh, you know, kids are spending about 80% of their time in front of screens. So yeah. actually, it's those are the important things that make us kind of look at this and go, okay, every day is a different kind of theme, different activities each day, but there's a thread of a bit of nature, a bit of activity throughout the whole week. So yeah, it's just bringing it all into one week to celebrate it. But our plan is to then actually make sure that all of these businesses are doing it all year round. Yeah. And everyone's shouting about it all year round. Well, you worked in, in sort of, I think, PR and events organisation yeah. in, in London and things like that. What, how damaging can that, that industry be? And I've sort of touched in that world as well a little bit. And the, there's, an, there's almost now, you have office hours and things like that, but there's, there's a sense that people aren't ever necessarily off, are they? Never, never. And I think that's the problem you spend, in London particularly, and big cities, you spend half your time travelling to work. Mm. You're on your phone, on your way to work. You're on your phone all, the, all throughout the day. You're in meetings all day. There's this constant desire to keep up with everybody and be socialising and networking. So it, it's always a, a social element, a work element to your day. But I don't think you ever really switch mm. off. And I particularly, you know, working in events, probably burnt out well before the time that I actually decided to leave London. Um, and it's, you know, it's just a difficult world, world and industry. I think everybody feels like you have to keep working at that pace. And actually, yeah. it takes you to remove yourself to realise that you don't need to. And actually 
when you're working in somewhere like London and living on the periphery, the community element goes because obviously you're just going to work every day. Yeah. So I think the impact that has on your mental health, your well-being, family life, it can, it can really be quite damaging. Um, and not just in cities. And you're always everywhere. working with your phones there and you're getting messages. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So you can't switch off at all. So um, something like this is, is just to give people those boundaries and set boundaries and, and teach people how to do that, you know, how to switch off, how to balance your job yeah. and your life. Well, it's weird, isn't it, Lottie? Because the UK, I suppose, we're in, a, we're in a Western world where everyone has this technology to a certain extent. Um, but it seems the UK in particular, I saw this stat from the smallbusiness.co.uk survey that said that the French average two hours, 11 minutes for lunch in their sort oh, wow. of working people, this is. And, and English people average 34 minutes. And Germans average less than, than British people on lunch, 15 to 30, but they work less hours overall. Mm. And they said that British are less productive than both the Germans and the French. So we're spending all this time at work. Might phys- well phys- phys- eat some lunch. Yeah, fizzing so around. True. But, but do you, what do you think? Is people just, is it, is it the technology? Is it the lack of movement? What do you find in your profession of training people? I think it's just, it's become almost a badge of honour to be busy. It's yeah. almost that badge of honour to be like, I'm so busy, I can't stop, I can't do this. It's become that kind of, everybody wants to be seen to be doing something at a thousand miles per hour. That's how our culture seems to be working. I think it's because everything is so throwaway, even when it comes to clothes. We wear them, it's gone, we move on to the mm. next. Food, we're eating one trend, it's straight on to the next. And that's what our lives our work lives have come as well. And, and what we're really trying to say is, with, with fashion as well, slow it down, shop smart, shop local, shop independent. We've got some amazing stylists who are going to talk about how to style yourself and just do it from what you actually have. Mm. You don't need to. We are a nation of people who just want to absorb the next thing yeah. and throwing away. And that's what we want to try and stop. And we want to be kind to ourselves. And what we're also doing is... It's like the shock of the new. We want to shock ourselves out of this rat race, out of this kind of like somnambulism that we're almost (laughs) living in. So we've got this kindness campaign that we've launched all around Cheltenham. And we want to try and make Cheltenham the very first town that does it. We want to be the kindest town in the UK. We want people to come out of themselves, come away from this madness yeah. And actually engage in a Because people are a bit low, helps counteract loneliness as well. Exactly. I've yeah. got the, I'm going to stay right there. All right, okay, hold on. You've got a blurb. We're actually working with the campaign to end loneliness. So it's all a right, UK okay, campaign, yeah. oh, and they've set up something called Be More Us. Yeah. Be More Us is all about bringing communities together and getting people back in parks, in you know, community spaces, and getting them to all actually be kinder to one another. So we've partnered with them, and as a result, we're doing quite a few different things it around was, town. It's funny because it sounds hippie and fanciful, doesn't it, from when we were kids, but yeah. then actually now there's science oh that backs God, us no. all stuff up. But science does back it up now, doesn't it? The it kindness, it can be quite does. selfish to be kind as well in a, in a bizarre way because it makes you feel good. Self-care is not selfish. It's yeah, one of yeah. our kindness cards, actually. Yeah, right, so I see. You need to take well, that yeah. So we've got these beautiful cards, which you can't see, but I'm waving them in yeah, front they're of their nice, face. Yeah. Um, and basically they've got messages on them like we grow old because we stop playing let your values guide your life love is a vitamin too play yeah self-care is not selfish well that's that's an important (laughs) one because particularly my wife I've always found that she finds it difficult um, since becoming a mum she doesn't Mm. like to prioritise herself at all but obviously there's a, a sense that you kind of be able to look after someone else more when you're looking after yourself as exactly. well. It's a big thing for mums, isn't it? It's, you know yourself, I suppose. I know that very well myself. So, yeah. so the idea with this is we're, we're trying to get the hashtag kind Cheltenham trending and you just pass it out to someone who needs a little bit of a boost of the day. So yes, my God, I've been in the park and I've handed so many of these cars out to <laughs> mums who are looking so frazzled and stressed. And the reaction was like, like, 
Well, that was a slow it's, quite it's quite lonely being a mum as well now, is it? Because it's really often I think grandparents, because of consumerism and stuff, have got their activities and their yeah. lifestyles. Whereas it used yeah. to be, my grandparents used to basically almost live with us. It was like that was a natural order of things, and families were maybe closer, and that loneliness is a and big thing. And I know thing. it sounds really trite, but you don't know what you're doing. You leave the hospital, <laughs> you're left with this new life, and off you go. And men are now expected to be more hands on, and I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> Mixed results sometimes I, depends. Do you know what I, I sometimes <laughs> depends think, what your expectations exactly. are. Exactly. And I think for a man as well, it's a very interesting journey into parenthood yeah. and I don't think enough is done to support them. So we've got this amazing guy. What's his name? Dr. Oscar Duke, who's written a book called How to Be a Dad. And it's the uh, first okay. doctor written uh, guide from all of the questions that men are probably afraid to ask their mates or admit failure or yeah. worried about being a dad. Because obviously for mums, you know, you're nurturing a baby for nine months, whereas the dad just suddenly, his life changes yeah. with this child. Mm. But also, as you said, with mums, it's really hard these days because women want to be everything. They want to be the working mum. They want to be a good mum. They want to be a great yeah. wife and partner. And it's a struggle. You can't do all yeah. of those things. You can't juggle it's tricky, everything. It's tricky to combine things, isn't it? We yeah. end up doing shifts in a way of your men and women exactly. who are trying to share the, the roles. Yeah. It's interesting because I think it shifts because the conversation now has always been, and I'm sure you've witnessed mm. this with behaviour of, of men and women. Anyone in a relationship knows this or has been around men and women. There is the differences, but it, the conversation has to be it, everyone's equal, mm. but slightly different attributes. Like mm. I was reading about um, all the shooters in America mm. from all the scandals tend to be boys without dads and how oh, you know they're linked to a lot of criminal areas of the world there's yeah. an absence of dads and how there's a nuance to how men and women's mm. role in bringing up children one thing that men do is is kind of show boundaries for aggression mm. physical play wrestling that kind of stuff mm. which women could have do but my even my daughter loves wrestling and it's kind of yeah. you know it's something that we do but it's, it's it is complex now trying to pick and choose what you can do and what you can bring to it and yeah what attributes you have. I think parenthood is always a constant guilt battle. I think no one ever feels like the perfect parent. Yeah. And we're in a world now where it's it's not just the male and female as well. It can be female, female, male, male. Yeah. And, you know, gender is totally fluid. And so there's that world that young people have to navigate as well and, and try and find themselves. And that's really difficult. And I think that impacts on the parent's confidence and the child's confidence. But also, I feel like there's also quite a lot of pressure for a, a woman to feel like she might she wants to have a baby there are some women out there who are perfectly content yeah. being themselves owning their lives they're in their 30s they're in their 40s and they're happy and they're confident so we've got an evening as well which is all about let's just celebrate yeah. being a girl and yes I am a mother but that's a mother isn't who I am it's what I am it's not the definition of myself sure. and I think that's very much what we've got to try and avoid now putting those binaries onto people and saying this is what you are. No, you can be whatever you want to be. And this is what we want to bring out in the festival as well. Yes, this is fun and this exploration and the, the girls' night out, the boys' night out, <laughs> and, and everything in between that. Yeah, but and parents can miss that kind of same-sex socialising as well, can't mm -hmm. they? I think that's, some, that's part of the, I think the process of... I don't know if you guys have missed that as well. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And that's, so we're, we're doing a whole variety of kind of female-themed events, male-themed events, you know, the girls' night out is a big one, all about yeah. female sexuality and just exploring ourselves and actually women being women and having fun with it. And then you've got kind of a performance series, which is actually both genders. Yeah. You know, it's I gender fluid. <laughs> because you're exploring yeah. yourself. And the performance series, you can imagine it's probably, it's all about marginal gains. So it's, it's going to be the guys that want to know how to get the best and maximise their oh, training. Yeah. But actually... 
women are all into CrossFit these days, so yeah. why not? Why can't we just open all of these events up to men and women? But those events are, are a kind of um, almost a sort of excuse to socialise often, aren't they? Sport, sport exactly. and fitness. Exactly, bring people together, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Which I think is why people gravitate and why it's all part of the well-being they're connected. Without a doubt. And, and you, we're trying to enhance that and say to people, you know, you don't have to just go out and drink and, um, you know, go for dinner. There are other things you can do to socialise and bring your groups together. Yeah. From book clubs to we've got gathering greys evenings, social events, talks. And so that's the kind of thing that it's just nice to kind of come together on shared beliefs and values. I think men, men really struggle with socialising once they become parents. And I've noticed it because what happens... Because you have. Yeah, because yeah. My, my, I'm, a little, I'm a little bit unique because I work weekends. So that's yeah. a little bit more added, added complexity, which is kind of my choice to, to work in sport. But it is different when you have a, yeah, a but kid. But, but, but what happens is that um, I've, I've, I've seen is that men go to work, they work really hard. And then the, the woman, even if she's working, tends to organise a social life around mm. it. So they'll make the events. And for men, we associate socialising with either sport or going out and getting absolute blotto with 10 or 15 people, which if you are getting up with a baby and you're sharing the load, is it, is it, is it completely impractical? So what happens is you meet up once a year or something and everyone's hung over for two weeks and they don't do it. Whereas women seem a bit better, and maybe that's through NCT or just natural instincts, at kind of meeting for a coffee, having a catch-up, just the sort of the little things. And that's sort of important, I think. Yeah, I'm just trying to think how you navigate that, but you're totally right. I, I've got no answer. It's totally, it, I'm trying to think of what my husband does, and it's like he's absolutely. But you useless. say to a mate, "Oh, meet me for a coffee," and it's like that doesn't. That's not a serious. But guys don't do that, yeah, yeah. 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 Why not? Why yeah. can't guys just meet for a coffee? But and, and that, have a maybe chat. that's why it's changing. And, yeah. and we're trying to do events actually that aren't just, as I say, focused on alcohol and sport. So there's this whole generation of sober curious of people who are like, "I don't want to go out and drink, but yeah. I feel like I have to." Yeah. And actually, why are we apologising? Why, why can't guys say, "Do you know what? No, actually, I'm going to have a drink." Yeah. And then well, it's always like it was one organised like the uni guys are 10 or 15 people and then you get there it's always a big thing and then some people then everyone's there like and people feel duty obligated to like do things we did 15 years ago like oh let's you know let's do Russian roulette shots and stuff and then the guy who does it then says to you now can we go home and it's 9 o'clock you're like well you started this I totally agree I think it's like this sounds horrible but you grow up don't you and you think oh my god I've got all these responsibilities if I go home with a hangover I'm going to have a kid screaming in my face at 6am how the heck am I going to survive this day it's collateral damage is just too much yeah yeah, you just but you're learning new ways to 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 master a hangover uh, which apparently yeah I have learned. Oh, so master a hangover I was going to say socialise no 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 (laughs) one of our ladies is who's I mean she, yeah, this, Alex is like, don't go there. She said, apparently, if you take an antihistamine, it's supposed to help with a hangover. Really? Yeah. So anti, Two words, anti- anti- well spoken. Yeah. Okay. So it stops, yeah. You, it stops yeah. your brain getting so inflamed. So we are being monitored. Um, yeah. <laughs> On that Not note. monitored. Okay. So we, yeah. we have to be very, we've basically been accredited with the well spoken mark, which we is a new national yeah. registration oh, okay. mark. So one of the other things about this festival is the fact that there's so much information out there. How yeah. on earth do you navigate what well-being is, wellness, health, you know, all the Instagrammers and bloggers, sure. who's telling the truth? What's so, going on? So take the antihistamine, for example. Yeah. Am I lying? Well, yeah. who knows? Who knows? Have you got scientific backing to uh, yeah. qualify I've what got, you've I've just got said? Down the gym. <laughs> but, then, but then even scientific studies, you know, there's like, we know that, that, that study was it by Keyes or something in the 19th, yeah. it was in this nutrition in 1958 that basically said that fat consumption was linked to heart disease and then it ended up with all these low-fat yogurts, high-sugar yeah. yogurts yeah, in the 80s right. and exactly. stuff that caused trouble and, you know, and yeah. that's been discredited now, but that was supposedly science. So like Absolutely. all these countries reacted to it. 
and this is the thing you know you get your instagram we've actually got pixie turner who's um she basically used to be plant-based pixie so she was in her words somebody that used to instagram everything she created and basically claimed that it was the way you should eat she wasn't qualified she had no nutritional qualifications at all and then she was getting more and more um of an audience Mm. and people were listening to her so the plant-based sort of trend came to life and then she went and actually um, heavily researched and became a qualified nutritionist and now she's almost kind of saying I can't believe I did that because I had so much yeah. influence and power and I didn't know what I was talking about but now mm. she, she does and what she says and disseminates now is all fact and you know scientifically founded but it's fascinating when one person doesn't yeah. know what they're doing doesn't know the power of social and then can create all of this interest and a whole market as you yeah. say the manufacturers then follow mm. suit and actually god it's a world that is based on yeah attention yeah. yeah relevant because everyone can get Trend. attention if they, if, they, exactly. if, they, if they get momentum and things like that and it's eyeballs on the That's on the content it. and it's how you regulate that i think not that my podcast is actually a well-being and health podcast or that's a, an maybe interesting app. well maybe now yeah <laughs> just turn into one yeah this one is yeah but that's an interesting avenue for you guys because i think podcasts with all the modern technology because people if there's two people talking i think ideas maybe get exposed mm. maybe you flesh out if people particularly i know joe rogan often gets quite conspiracy theorists on his podcast it's a sort of world mm. world around podcast that i like and he gets dietitians and nutritionists and trainers and fighters and all these people and it almost whereas a snapshot of like instagram and twitter you can almost create just a narrative without anyone really examining exactly. it can't you i think the beauty of the podcast is it's the art of storytelling it's yeah. like going back to that old-fashioned you sit around you can have your <laughs> cuppa and you can listen to two people having a good old chin whack where on instagram it's that picture that moment and it means so much to different people like it, it means something else to someone else do you know what i mean yeah so we really want to kind of like with the well spoken we want to make sure that everything that we're doing is correct has been backed up and also we want to bring back this art of storytelling we're actually doing a few things yeah about and is it touch is it, is it touch and feel it for yourself as well general from you as a trainer as a well-being advice is it change one aspect of your life first and see how that goes and then add something in and just because right, there's a lot of information and obviously the, com- the festival will have a lot of information exactly. for people to take in do they just sort of try and sit quietly and think what's the what's the first thing for me to change is it exercise I is it switching off when it when it comes to making a change it has to be what feels right for you you can't ever force yourself to do something that you don't feel comfortable with so the best thing to do is to try all these different things and think actually I could put that into my life. I could do that on a small scale. And then that small scale grows. And then you think about the next thing and the next thing. It's all got to be organic growth. It's not this sudden, huge lifestyle change. Yeah. It's about bringing in those small pockets of well-being that actually resonate with yourself and that you can... So you start walking around the block. Maybe then you start mm. eating more vegetables. Yeah, or well, or it's, it's like the, the couch to 5K, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's such a simple initiative. Just get off the couch, do a few bits of walking, come back and each day get bigger and bigger. And on the Sunday, we're doing a big um, Gloucestershire move. So it's a, a big Cheltenham moves in the park, in Pitville Park. And that's really about lots of snippets of different exercise. We want to get the whole of Cheltenham engaged in some form of exercise, be it physical, be it with the yeah. botanist, being it with their hands unplugged with craft. And we just want people to find their tribe. Mm. What I find with well-being is interesting is because people are very different and, and you look at behavioural change and well no I was just thinking that, I was just thinking when I was looking about you you're, you're a trainer so I was just referencing that but so you how, how some people well, yeah I guess I will actually sort of technically it'll be, uh, be good to mm. try to get hand but how some people and, and this is a complexity I suppose of being a trainer is that people aren't always the same as you so mm. you can you know what your point of entry is for me it's always been if I don't exercise I don't feel good and I've seen mm. that connection whereas for my wife she exercises when she feels good she finds it hard to exercise when she feels bad yeah, it's, a, it's a circular
particular thing where she needs to sleep more first of all to get mm. rest because she's uh, you know especially having after having a baby and it's interesting you, you have to know what people's entry point is that you know Absolutely. and what's the relationship is it feeling good exactly. to exercise exactly or exercise to feel good yeah. and right now I know exercise <laughs> yeah. at all yeah. organising festival. but it's one of those things it has to be right in your mind you have to be in the right frame of mind to do certain things yeah. which is why well-being is more than food and nutrition because you can't do one without the other mm. so I mean this festival is about exploring different things so you might not think that actually that it's your mind that you need to get in a, a healthy space to be able to do those certain things but actually you might go to a talk and something will resonate and it mm. might make think differently yeah and that might have been the block that you haven't thought was there the whole time and actually we would never consider but one of your friends or your your partner decides to book a ticket to one of these festivals and you go and talk about it and think oh actually yeah. that is me <laughs> it's whether it's also whether well-being and happiness are the same thing or yeah. how they're connected because we we're talking about that and you know our little girl she's mm. she's four and a half now and she's just and she's what last night wasn't a good night but she was starting oh, to no. like spend time on a bed in our floor in our room rather oh, than no. our bed and stuff like so we've slept better than we have done in the past you, you are doing better but, <laughs> but actually, but yeah, I mean, I feel because a lot of people, this is a big thing for parents as well, is yeah. you're not getting sleep. Yeah. But how we, we were saying, we were saying oh, I feel really happy at the moment. And I was thinking, well, is it just that we've had more sleep? Is that, is it that? <laughs> and that's kind of in, in connecting the dots, or is it that we feel happier so that we feel that our well being is more, so we're going to exercise more and stuff? Yeah. It's that, it's that yeah. interesting cycle between the two, isn't it? It's that connection. I mean, our slogan for the festival is live life well. I mean, what does yeah. that mean? Uh, for everyone it's something else yeah. it's we're we're not we're not butterflies we're not symmetrical we are all individuals and it's just finding the right thing you want to feel better now don't you saying you live an extra five years is great but you want to feel you happy feel and healthy now yeah you? yeah and i think we just want to stop walking through life like like a yawn we want to actually just really engage with what we're doing and feel good and wake up and just have that <laughs> bounce but it's i think it's also about balance like what you said what is happiness well yeah. happiness is feeling unhappy too it's yeah. about having that measure happiness means nothing anymore mm. it's more about how do we find that contentment how do we find that balance in our lives we shouldn't try to achieve the very top because no one knows what that even yeah. feels like there's no nirvana it's just let's be content with ourselves let's have a good life and let's live our life well it's funny how people can as well they get might get general pitch from the well-being conference but specific details that might resonate alex like you're saying because i've known for ages that glucosamine means good for your joints but i was struggling with an old hip mm. injury last week and i started taking glucosamine again and i feel fine this week yeah, exactly. and it's just it's things like placebo, little things like that could be sometimes without a doubt yeah. absolutely and it's things like you know we're talking about social media and that desire to be happy and happiness and what does all of that mean but society's putting expectations on people that are totally unrealistic mm. so you just need these little reminders every now and again what's achievable yeah. what's going to make you feel better what's the little thing that oh i haven't thought about that. i don't think many people are actually chasing a six-pack but they get drawn to people with exactly. six packs on instagram yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it you think it's it's perfect and yeah. it's achievable but actually do you, you know how does it change you does it make you it's like when people lose weight they've spent all their lives trying to lose weight but it doesn't change their personality or who they are or their yeah. situation it doesn't necessarily make them happier they just feel a bit more they confident. lack it they lack an option to progress if they've lost the weight how do they when they maintain weight what do they do exactly what's the like next stage yeah, that's yeah. it and how do you keep moving forward so you know it's, it's all of those things it's just trying to bring that together so you're the logistical guru what the, the first the, tell us the dates and, and the, the websites Ninth, and the addresses yeah. and stuff. so it's the 9th to the 15th of September um, and as we say it's a week long festival there are events happening in the morning lunchtime and mostly in the evening mm. um, and yes there are venues all across Cheltenham Parabola Arts Centre being where our main, main stage talks are happening um, we've got in conversation with the Queen's Hotel and there'll be a full schedule and map on the website what's yeah. the website Alex? <laughs> <laughs> it's www.cheltenhamwellbeingfestival.com and okay. what's our handle on Instagram, Alex? <laughs> <laughs>
at Cheltenham Wellbeing Festival. At Cheltenham Wellbeing Festival. Is that cringe enough? No, it's great. Very yeah, I, I loved it. That was it's very good to get that. So you're, you're on Instagram, you're on Facebook. We're on Instagram and Facebook, um, and our hashtag Kind Cheltenham campaign is yeah. what we'd really like everyone to get on board with and just spread the love and build our community. Are you on Twitter as well? Place. Because I seem to work in the media. I'm on the, always I'm always on Twitter more than anything. How, because you've, you've just yeah. heard us talk. How on earth can we confine <laughs> ourselves to how many characters? Well, you're but you're you're, you're wordsmith. <laughs> so I thought you'd be because uh, I find Twitter easy because you don't have to think of creating a snazzy photo or something we should be but we've uh, taken on enough I think because on Instagram you always seem like you have to find a picture or something to put up there to sort of write anything but I guess you can do the stories with just type and stuff and I think the problem with the festival is um, it's so broad so visuals help and well-being is a feeling so you can portray a feeling through imagery so that's why we've kind of focused more on Instagram and telling videos (laughs) and for people outside of Cheltenham um, who don't know Cheltenham people have been here but like this is all centred predominantly in the sort of Regency Montpellier part of town you're not going to be hiking around it's all very much in the town centre very close locations and it's it will give you a tour of our beautiful Regency town Cotswolds is known to be one of the beautiful most beautiful places in the UK Um, and it just gives you the chance to see our wonderful heritage our history and the the venues rather than just taking it out into a field and going somewhere random we want to use what we've got here and celebrate ourselves well that is good though as well isn't it because you've you've grown up here and I actually was born in London but grew up the Mm. road in Malvern a little for a little bit my wife sort of lived around here for a long time and it's nice because we talk about balance that, that you bring a bit of the because Cheltenham's almost known as that sort of festival genteel place but it's nice for you guys to organise a business and have a bit of thrust to, to Cheltenham as well you I know, think I think you'd be surprised there's so many thriving businesses yeah. that are doing an amazing job we just don't have that torch shone upon them and, and that's what that's about too many retirement homes yeah, get rid of them. No, <laughs> yeah. Don't get rid of them. There's a place for them yeah. all. Yeah. They're wonderful. Cheltenham and Bournemouth Age must be. Yeah. You've got to look after well, everybody. Must be, well, it's 50 well, plus. I'm not even. <laughs> down the road well, exactly. is, a, is luxury Maybe apartments. Retirees for, getting yeah. younger. <laughs> luxury apartments for 50 plus. I'm not sure I'm going to retire at 50. I, I'm but, pretty much there. You yeah. Know? Well, I don't know. It's pretty interesting, isn't it? You could have a long. You could live to your 90s. So you could have yeah. 40 years living there, which would be no, interesting. I have so much respect for people who just live their lives well, have a wonderful old age, and we want to bring that into the festival as well. We're doing Tai Chi in the park for the older generation we've we've approached retirement homes and said come on bring people down and just move it's it's but this basically this festival is from naught to 101 mm. not 201 have you got someone 101 coming or just do you know what i think if, if we can get if, someone that big now i think <laughs> wheel them out i think this is my next challenge <laughs> yeah let's get a 101 year old well, hopefully, yeah. Actually, do you make, know what? I know make sure they have sign, sound of mind as well, because you can't just bring them along and oh, yeah, <laughs> not know where they are. Have them babbling <laughs> yeah. around and not yeah. be... Yeah, yeah, that would be not fair. No. I think I know someone. Ted, Ed, you sent yeah. me a challenge. I'm doing it. Yeah, great yeah. stuff. Um, well, Lottie, pleasure to speak to you. <laughs> Absolute pleasure Before to speak And I'm hopefully going to host a few of the events as well around the men's health you and stuff, which would be good. definitely are. We need you on board. This man's brilliant. Oh, thank you very much, uh, thank Alex. You. Thank you. It's been fantastic. Cheers, guys. Check out all their stuff uh, online. And we're back shortly, hoping to speak to the Cheltenham Town Manager as well, former Burnley Premier League footballer Michael Duff. Cheers, guys.